0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I'm Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, such as child custody and property division, among many others. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. We're a partner men can count on.
1: Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. You are listening to The Bird Calls on the -the off-the-glass, nothing-but-net-and-up-and-under networks. For more on your Pelicans, go to iTunes, search The Bird Calls, and subscribe today. All right, what's up, Pals fans? Welcome to another episode of the Bird Calls podcast. I'm your host and contributor to thebirdrights.com, Preston Els. And today, we are excited to talk to Daniel Salerson, the Senior Broadcasting Manager Studio Host for the New Orleans Pelicans. So many new announcements for you, sir. There's just so much going on right now. Daniel, thank you for joining us, sir.
2: Thanks for having me. It's been one of the busiest off-seasons I've ever had, but uh, everything's been going great. Of course, the number one pick. We have some new radio deals to talk about. But, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be on.
1: Expand on that. Uh, you went from representing one of the most, uh, arguably, at least from the national media's perspective, unfortunate situations in the N- NBA to now arguably one of the five most fortunate just in terms of reversals of fortune with, with trades, with Zion. Everything has been upended with everything Gail's been doing. How are things in the Salerson household reacting to this dramatic turn of events?
2: Uh, less stressful. That's for sure. Um, it, it was a it was a tough ride in you know late January and just going through the end of the season. You know all these games and the whole point was you know whether whether AD was going to play, whether he wasn't going to play. You know all the drama how this was going to play out. Um, then getting a new GM, it just it felt like a fresh start this offseason. I think everyone in this organization needed it. Um, not just me and you know the the pieces that have come. Uh, Via David Griffin, via the draft, uh, the potential trades that won't be official until July 6th. Um, I feel like there's a renewed energy, not only with me, but with just around the organization. So it's been unbelievable to see. And and now I'm just waiting for August for the schedule to come out. I want to get going.
1: Now, you all know if you like what you're hearing, give us a follow and a rating on iTunes, and you can follow Daniel at D. Sellerson as well. Uh, Daniel, I spent a lot of time driving back and forth to Orlando Magic Games, and you guys have been a great resource for me. Obviously, I can't watch the game while I drive, nor should you, anyone out there listening. Uh, but I had a great time listening to you and Sean Kelly uh, on the broadcast, and now you guys have actually changed your flagship station. Actually, there's a lot of announcements. Uh, kudos to Sean Kelly. Uh, now Todd Grafanini, I think is how you pronounce it, is going to be... Yep. Uh, operating the KLRZ flagship station with you, 100.3 ESPN NOLA. Daniel, talk about this change.
2: Yeah, there's a couple changes. One uh, was Sean the Best, uh, definitely a bright future ahead for Sean. And then, of course, Todd, you know, he's been a New Orleans lifer and been calling Green Wave games for a long time. And, you know, I've known Todd um, besides just knowing him from Tulane. Um, and how passionate he is for the Pelicans and the Saints. And um, it's exciting to get to work with him. Um, he, you, you can hear his emotions when he calls the Greenway Games. You've heard some highlights, and you can hear some on Twitter. I think uh, Tulane tweeted some out. But we've already been talking. We've already been starting to plan some stuff. So we're definitely excited about that. And as far as uh, a new flagship station, um, look, we wanted to be uh, on an all-sports station, and that's what ESPN New Orleans provides. There's three great local shows starting with T-Bob and Jordy in the morning, then Gus's sports hangover midday, and then Matt Moscona from four to seven. So you're gonna have sports programming and Pelicans talk leading up to Pelicans games this season. And uh, we have a great affiliate map across. So if you're not in the New Orleans Metro area and you're worried about signal strength for ESPN New Orleans, uh, we put together a pretty good map and we're not even done with it yet. Here was five months to go, but no matter where you're gonna be in the Metro New Orleans area or Baton Rouge, North Shore, West Bank, you will be able to hear Pelicans games. So we're excited about the opportunity to to join ESPN 100.3 and just provide a bunch of content. We want to talk Pelicans all the time, and we we felt like 100.3 was the perfect platform to do that.
1: Now, before we uh, expand further into Todd, uh, I know that Ali, Kevin, myself, some of our friends are going to be out at Las Vegas Summer League, and we can actually hear you guys. Obviously, we'll be in person, but if we do want to hear the play-by-play call, we're going to be able to hear you and Jim, aren't we? Yes,
2: you are. For the first time ever, we're actually going to be calling Summer League games on the radio. You can hear it on the new flagship station, 100.3, also pelicans.com. And one of our other affiliates right now in Pensacola is looking to pick it up. But look, because of all the, you know, the popularity, Sirius XM is thinking about picking some of the games up too. So yeah, Jim and I will be out there um, to cover all the games, um, the four, you know, pool play games and the consolation game. But hopefully... We're talking about the playoffs that the Pelicans can make at the top eight this year. But yeah, Jim and I will be out there for the whole thing. So uh, looking forward to seeing you guys out there.
1: Now, forgive me if you just expanded on this, but if if uh, listeners do want to access this on their phones, would they go directly to the ESPN app or how would they access it?
2: It's a good question. Um, I'm not sure as far as the reach for uh, Pelicans.com if it's going to be gated to the 75 miles like the regular season games. So I'm pretty sure if you search for NBA sound system, Um, It's a direct NBA line, and I'm pretty sure they're going to be airing all the games that are broadcasted, which would include the Pelicans games, because most of these games are the ones that are happening in Thomas and Mack Center. And because the Pelicans are in the Thomas and Mack Center for all four of their pool play games, thanks to a lot of the hype surrounding their team, then you should be able to access it on there. But I will tweet more about it next week once I learn more about where these games will air, so hopefully everyone around the country can listen and not just be able to watch on ESPN or NBA TV.
1: Perfect. I hope I'm not boring our listeners, but I know that my NBA league pass package won't come into effect for a while. So I just want to make sure I'm able to listen to these games. Thank you so much again. Obviously, Todd Graffanini, this is a a guy who's who's fallen into a very favorable position now with everything that's happening with the Pelicans organization. You already displayed some of his uh, excitement as a green wave uh, signal caller. Now with Zion Williamson, just how excited do you think he's going to be at Pelicans games?
2: Oh, I I think he's going to be very excited. I think you'll see, you know, that same emotion that you heard when he was at Tulane on the Pelicans broadcast. And yes, it's a, it's a great time for everyone to be joining this organization. Just not only with Zion, you know, the moves that David Griffin has made and even him just joining the front office. I mean, He's been, you know, everything you hear from him, you, you you believe, and it's just the way he talks and the and the, the way he conducts himself, and he has that experience of building a championship team also and, and dealing with the, the the hype of a guy like LeBron James, and, you know, Zion Williamson brings that type of hype. Of course, he hasn't played an NBA game yet, and he's not even 19 year old, years old as we're talking right now, but... It's an exciting time, and and I think uh, Todd's excited to call the games. We're excited to call the games. I think everyone's just uh, ready to see uh, how this plays out on the court.
1: Nice. Now, with all this uh, beneficial happenings happening to the New Orleans Pelicans at this time, comes a lot of difficult decisions. And yesterday, Shams Charania and Adrian Wojnarowski reported that the Pelicans are not picking up the options or the qualifying offers on Cech Diallo and Stanley Johnson. Stanley Johnson, of course, was acquired near the trade deadline in the uh, acquisition of Nikola Meretic for the Milwaukee Bucks, along with a few second-round picks. Cech Diallo, of course, uh, famously, two second-round picks were packaged for him. uh, And he, of course, flashes the Wakanda forever sign. Frequently. What was your reaction to these uh moves?
2: I, I wasn't surprised to look at the numbers game right now. And I know the Pelicans need some front court help, but I think they might go towards someone that can kind of fit with this young core and, and what they want to do, whether it's a, a stretch big that can, you know, force his way outside of the paint and into the three point line. And that's something that Sheck really hasn't done. He's expanded his mid range game a little bit, but not to the extent of the three-point line and look Sheck had his best year last year and limited minutes and you know with a second round pick you know it's hard to tell how these things pan out and you you never know where at the end where Sheck can can deal but I think it's just more of you know you have Christian Wood um who knows if he's gonna make the roster yet uh Jaleel Okafor who was extended you have Zion um you don't know about Julius Randle yet I mean I think there's just I think David Griffin wants to make sure all options are on the table and I think that's why he did that with check Stanley and look Stanley I think was one of those guys and that deal was saying hey let's take a chance on the former number eight pick see what he has and kind of like an audition and how he fit into the Pelican system and offensively uh he struggled until the end of the season where he finally started knocking down some threes um great defensive player but I think it was just something uh as far as Stanley that you just you might need to move on and and, and surround this Pelican team with some shooters and, and unfortunately Stanley struggled with that last season
1: Now, the Pelicans have a lot to spend in free agency, and we don't know what David Griffin's plans are. He asked us simply to trust him. But what we do know at this point in time is that there could be as many as 14 players on the roster already with Darius Bertans, Jaleel Okafor, uh, Frank Jackson, Christian Wood, being some of the names, uh, Ken Rich Williams, whose options has to be picked up. We know that Jaw's 54,000 option was picked up, but the remainder of his option will not be picked up until January. Could there be more difficult uh, decisions upcoming? We know that Frank Jackson's decision comes on June 30th, Is his guarantee date what would your assessment be with the future of frank jackson
2: i think his future will be here in new orleans i think the pelicans really like him and look if they didn't like him they wouldn't have given him a chance you know with the injury and the foot you know the foot problems that he had early and of course he got injured during summer league last year but i mean frank showed a lot in those uh last few months of the season before he had that concussion um averaging almost 10 points per game starting next to drew holiday you know one of his you know main buddies here on the team i think he just started to feel comfortable you saw what he can do in, in clutch time situations. I think you saw the growth from Frank that you do want to give him another shot at this, even if it's a, a one year deal or, you know, just a short term deal just to see how it plays out. But I think Frank, again, not a big risk to hold on to him. I, I think it's it's worth it just based on the fact that he played so well last season.
1: All right, now we still have decisions coming on Ja, Darius Bertans, Christian Wood. We don't know if we're going to see them in, in Summer League. Please let us know if we are. But we definitely know they're probably going to have to duke it out during training camp. Just how important is their training camp performance going to be to earning those guarantees?
2: it's huge and you mentioned it as far as the roster what it could look like um you know come free agency it, i mean there's not a lot of spots left so i mean uh, we don't have the summer league roster yet if i would have a guess maybe christian wood could be on it again he was second team all summer league i believe last year um and he showed a lot of positive things in the last few weeks of the season with the pelicans so i think training camp is going to be going to be huge for him and, and guys like darris who again struggled and that was another you know low risk, high reward type of acquisition for uh, the Pelicans last year with Bertans because he was a sharpshooter in Europe. But unfortunately, that didn't translate to the NBA. So um, there are some tough decisions ahead, but there's also some good decisions when you have the salary cap room that the Pelicans have. You mentioned there's plenty of ways the Pelicans can go about it. So these next few days are going to be really interesting.
0: I'm Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce such as Child Custody and Property Division, among many others. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. We're a partner men can count on.
1: Contact CordellCordell.com. 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. Now, remember, you're listening to Daniel Sallerson. You can follow him at D Sallerson of the New Orleans Pelicans and 100.3 ESPN NOLA. Let's go ahead and talk about everybody's favorite acquisition, Zion Williamson. I know there's there's so many different options out there. We have no idea what David Griffin is planning to do in free agency, and uh, we trust him uh, implicitly at this point. However, uh, Daniel, we're going to put the general manager hat on you for a second. Obviously, he's a very young player, 18 years old. We don't know what he is yet. Uh, The most popular assessment right now is a ceiling of Draymond Green on the defensive end and a bouncier Julius Randle on the offensive end, according to Enos Cantor. How would you, how, let's say, how much would you put into this free agency building around Zion? Or would you simply put a short-term plan together so we can just find out what he is? I would put
2: a short-term plan together. I don't see them going for that max guy now, instead of being financially flexible in the next couple of years. So when you see Zion develop and you see how he works with Drew holiday, that you can kind of figure out what the biggest needs will be surrounding him. I think David Griffin's a guy that, that goes with fit more than, you know, just the splashy, splashy guys. And so when you do have close to $30 million, you know, I don't necessarily want to waste your, your time doing a max contract now. And limit yourself in future years on your financial flexibility so i see him fitting some young veterans around Zion and potentially ones that uh can space the floor and shoot I think look in Alvin Century system you need, you need shooters here and also David talked about it yesterday. Guys that can create and then terminate on the other end, so they can do both sides of the floor and be able to run at the pace that Alvin Gentry wants to. So I think Pel- I think David Griffin goes that route as far as finding some you know young veteran talent that can you know help Zion, but also make him feel comfortable knowing that he has some shooters out there that can shoot if if Zion attacks the paint, which you know you'll see him do a lot um, during the season. So uh, I, I don't want to I don't think they'll limit themselves. To put themselves in financial trouble, they might take on some contracts um, to take some assets around with them so you have more fi- uh, flexibility with the first-round picks. But I don't see the Pelicans making splashy moves, but I see them making you know important moves that fit what they're trying to do right now.
1: Now, you mentioned getting up and down the floor in Alvin Gentry's up-tempo system. Obviously, at com, we floated names like Nikola Miritich, Tobias Harris, Trey Lyles, uh, those kind of fours who can run up and down the floor and shoot from the perimeter. However, you've also got those big-bodied centers like Al Horford, Brooke Lopez, who can still space the floor but are a little bit more resident to the painted area. You've got Zion. Uh, he's obviously got the framework of a center, but he's also got the agility of a four, maybe even a three. Are you putting a big body next to him in the starting lineup, or do you want to put someone like 6'8", who can shoot like a Nikola Meritich from the perimeter and just space the floor?
2: I think you can maybe try one of each or, you know, one or the other. I'm not sure. Again, look, I think it's going to be, you know, trial and error with this right now because you don't exactly know. You, you're basing it off of one year of him playing in college that – you don't know how he's really going to be next to a big man that really can't run the floor, but can shoot or a guy that can do a little bit of both. As you mentioned guys like Nikola Miritich. So I, I think only time will tell. I don't want to sit here and try to predict who will fit better around Zion just based on one year in college. Um, but I, I think there are many options here to surround him with. But I I think the core thing that we're talking about here is shooting and i think that surrounding him with shooters should open a lot of things up for the pelicans especially the way they want to run because i mean their bread and butter is in transition you, you saw what he did at duke how zion can get up the floor real quickly he's another guy that can bring the ball up himself and you know, i think if you have shooters around them it's going to open up so much uh, for not only um the guards but for the big men down low
1: now, the Pelicans uh, do have a pretty uh, deep roster at this point. However, they're pretty young at the four position, the five position, and even at the one position, uh, Talk and, and even at the three position, pretty much at every position. The Pelicans are pretty young right now. And obviously, David Griffin wants to bring in some veterans, uh, some culture setters. Which position specifically do you think he's going to target first in free agency?
2: Um, I think – Probably a point guard and, and maybe a big man, and I know you, we just talked about those are some of the holes you need to fill, but, um, you know, with some of the potential acquisitions, you you have your point guard already um, in place. It's just more of, you know, some depth at the at the backcourt that you will necessarily need after um, the acquisitions are, are officially through, but I think uh, the big man, I think, is where you're going to find uh, David Go probably first as far as those stretch bigs that you can find that can potentially run the floor. And those, again, the culture guys too. I know he talked about yesterday on ESPN New Orleans about, you know, yes, it's about offense and defense, but he also wants those guys that can can mentor some of these young players that are going to be entering. This is going to be a very young team. They're going to be exciting to watch, but look, it's not a a championship team right now, but it's also, as David said yesterday, it's not a rebuilding team. They're sort of in the middle. They're going to compete every night. But they're not going to win 60 games. And they're not going to win just 20. You know, they're going to compete for, I think, a playoff spot and, and be in every game. And so I think those young veteran type guys that can shoot, I think, will be perfect for a system with Zion and Drew because Zion's coming in with a bunch of young guys already. So they're all going to be learning together, not just Zion. So I think the bigs, is, it might be the priority, but then I think some backup point guard
1: depth would be nice. Now, you just mentioned Drew Holiday, and obviously we've got a team full of youngsters. We don't necessarily have any expectations. However, the New Orleans Pelicans this season will only go as far as Drew Holiday takes them. And we spoke to his coach, Mike Wavera a few weeks ago, and he said that Drew's ready. He's embracing this. David Griffin said the same thing. He said he's giddy uh, with excitement. Drew Holiday is going to take the Pelicans as far as they can go this season. Daniel, how far is that?
2: That's a great question. Um, I, I think again, you're going to be. I think you can compete for a playoff spot, whether it's an eight seed, a seven seed, or your scoreboard watching in April just to see maybe if you get in. Um, but it's so hard to tell right now because you want to wait until after July 6th and see what moves that the Pelicans make, because um, they could make some moves that could get them in the playoffs. Um, they also might make some moves that you know contain that young core and say, look, we're going to. We're going to compete. We're going to see what these guys are made of. And then next year, we might have some more flexibility to go out and get a max guy or whoever they might see fit. So, um, but yeah, having Drew there at the helm is going to be so crucial for this team because Drew's always been a leader in my eyes, but you really don't see that on and off the court. You see it on the corporate. Um, He's a very quiet guy. And I think he just kind of wants to lead by example. And so I think this is a perfect place for Zion to go because you have a guy like Drew who's humble. Is really good at the game of basketball. And we've seen in the last couple of years how, you know, the rest of the world is seeing the type of player that Drew is. But the fact that Drew is the guy leading this young team, I, I couldn't pick a better person to do it. So, right, they're only going to go as far as Drew goes, but I think
1: they, they could go make a run here um, if they have the right pieces surrounding these young guys. All right, follow him at D Sallerson. Thank you so much, sir. Just two more questions, then I'll get you out of here. Uh the NBA right now, according to our friend Keith Smith, who's here with me in Orlando, has four hundred and seventy-four million dollars in available cap space. Uh, we're anticipating this could be the wildest spending spree since 2016 when we saw some of those more unfavorable contracts go out. Daniel, do you think NBA teams are gonna make those mistakes again? I think some of them
2: will. I think it's just the nature of the game. Um, because let's say you don't Uh, some of these guys don't pan out. You have a plan to, you know, try to get some of these max guys and then they don't play out where they sign with your team. So you have all this money and you got to spend it. And that's where you might say, I'm going to overpay a second or third tier free agent just to cover this cap. And you might give them a long-term deal that could hamper you for years to come. So, yeah, I could see it again. And I think, uh, you know, I think teams can learn from what happened in 2016. I think teams are still learning for those guys that are still on those contracts um but i I see it and and it's unfortunate for those teams but i mean that's where you have to be careful with what your priorities are and knowing that if you don't land that big guy that doesn't mean you have to go spend on a guy that you're necessarily a fan of just to fill your cap space just fill them with people that fit exactly what you're doing and that's why i'm capable i'm confident that david griffin is not going to fall into that trap that he's going to get guys uh, that if they are on bad contracts, or he's going to get some assets with them to use for the future um, but if not, I think he's going to surround the Pelicans with some guys that, you know, on sh- on short term deals, potentially
1: that could help him um, short term That gives them flexibility later on down the road. Well, he certainly does have a lot of great people whispering in his ear from Swin Cash to Aaron Nelson to Trajan Langdon. And that brings me to a more uh, somber or I should say sensitive note. Daniel, with all these fantastic hires, are you and Jim nervous that he could potentially bring in someone like Marv Albert or Doris Burke to replace you guys?
2: no definitely not you know uh it's, it's, it's interesting though i mean the the minds that david griffin has gathered here with swin and trajan and even with uh, aaron nelson as the new trainer i mean I, I think you know it's already shown um in the moves that they have made that david is surrounding himself with with great basketball minds in, in those two um and i think there's still more to come so um no i i'm not worried about my job i think jim and i are confident you know we're going to show in summer league why we deserve to be here Um, but no, I don't, I don't think Marv Albert's coming to that door anytime soon. Uh, (laughs) Jim, we're ready to go. We're ready to hold down the
1: fort. All right. I'm just kidding with you guys. Of course, you might know Jim from their fireside chats. Of course, all their videos on Twitter, make sure you guys follow them there. Uh, Thank you so much, Daniel, for letting me give you a hard time. Again, you guys can follow him at D Salerson. You can find his work on the Pelicans website, as well as the new flagship station, 100.3 ESPN NOLA. Daniel, is there anything I missed or anything you'd like to share with our listeners?
2: No, we just uh, hopefully you can stay with us with ESPN New Orleans. Look, we're going to give them a lot of content. We're going to have a lot more content this year. Um, we're adding Carolina Gonzalez, who will be joining the broadcast crew this year as well, uh, filling in as studio host. And she's going to be providing a lot of great content for us as well, promoting it on social media. So we're looking forward to it. And we, and we hope wherever you may be that you can listen to us. And uh, we appreciate everything that you've all done, too. Uh, Preston, thanks for having me on.
1: Of course. Uh, Thank you guys all for listening. Remember, there is so much content right now on thebirdrights.com involving free agency, trade speculation, analyzing Brandon Ingram, so much more. And please be sure to share this podcast, rate us on iTunes, and spread the word any way you can. Daniel, I'm going to ask you to humor me one more time. Would you mind taking us out on Zion's famous now, or I guess infamous, new catchphrase? Let's dance, baby. Thank you for listening to The Bird Calls on the Off the Glass, Nothing But Net, and Up and Under podcast networks. If you like what you're hearing, please take a moment to rate us on iTunes, retweet, share with your friends, and most importantly, subscribe today.